This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. When the Wright brothers gave us the engine-powered airplane in the early 20th century, they didn't just give us a new way to get around. A flight also gave us an entirely different perspective on the things around us, or specifically, the things below us. From above, people became tiny specks, and fields looked like the tiled squares of a quilt. And before long, on the east coast of the United States, pilots began noticing something even more interesting. What we once thought were just simple, isolated ponds and wetlands along the Atlantic coast began to be seen as a pattern of thousands of egg-shaped depressions that were all oriented exactly the same way. From above, it almost looks like a giant from outer space sneezed all the way from Florida to New Jersey, leaving a series of shallow depressions in his wake. Their origins are still a scientific mystery today, but these ponds are as important to the landscape now as they were millions of years ago. Today, they're most commonly referred to as Carolina Bays. A large number of them occur along the coast of North and South Carolina. For the article this episode is based on, HowStuffWorks spoke with Kyle Barrett, Associate Professor of Wildlife Conservation at Clemson University in South Carolina. He said, 
Carolina Bay is the name given to most any wetland along the eastern coastal plain that has an elliptical shape and is often isolated from other bodies of water, such as small streams or rivers. Carolina bays occur in low spots in the landscape, and because they typically only fill up from precipitation, they may dry out during the hot and dry portions of the year. These elliptical pockets in the landscape are almost always laid out, with their long axis pointing northwest to southeast, and it's common for many to cluster together. So researchers in the 1950s hypothesized that they were the result of an ancient meteor shower. They used carbon dating and other techniques to determine their ages. But it turns out the Carolina Bays were not all formed at the same time. Some were formed tens of thousands of years apart. Barrett said, Some wetlands are estimated to be over 100,000 years old, whereas others may only be 15,000 years old or less. There isn't any support for this meteor shower idea, since they don't have the same origin date, and no material has been found in the soil to suggest extraterrestrial formation. The next best hypothesis, while plus otherworldly, is the most likely answer. The wind. It suggested that during the late Pleistocene period, about two and a half million years ago, very strong southwesterly winds on ponds caused currents— Those currents washed against the southwest and northwest sides of ponds and resulted in sediment deposits on the northeast and southeast sides. Over time, they formed what we now know as the Carolina Bays. At one point, there may have been as many as 200,000 Carolina Bays, but researchers say that nearly 97% of Carolina Bays have been impacted by agriculture and logging. A human impact hasn't just erased a piece of our geological past— It's also disrupted a delicate ecosystem of marshes that are important to many wetland species, like salamanders and frogs in North America. Barrett explained, Carolina bays, along with other types of isolated wetlands, offer a wide range of environmental benefits. Many insects and amphibians are particularly abundant in these wetlands, since Carolina bays are without fish most of the time. Even terrestrial species, such as birds and bats, are more abundant in patches of forest containing a Carolina bay than equal-sized forested areas without one. Wetlands, like the Carolina bays, are also essential in preventing flooding and improving water quality, too. Unfortunately, many bays have been repurposed for human use, like farmlands, the development of homes or businesses, or expanded into ponds. Any wetlands that aren't near a permanent stream or river, Barrett says, are not protected by the Clean Water Act. Barrett said, For this reason, if you look at aerial imagery on Google Maps, for example, you'll see loads of elliptical shapes along the coast of the Carolinas that used to be wetlands but are now filled in for agriculture. The result is that wildlife takes on the burden of wetland loss. However, Barrett suggests an expanded interpretation of the Clean Water Act could protect important wetland locations. He said, I don't know that every isolated wetland needs to be federally protected. That seems like it could create an unreasonable burden for many landowners. But I do think a broader interpretation of the Clean Water Act would help save many important isolated wetlands. The states could also enact protections that better address local issues related to wetland loss. Carolina bays are just one example of Earth's natural mysteries that are important elements of our North American ecosystem. When land is filled in for pasture or crops, it doesn't just take away important habitats of wetland species. It also disrupts a balance of water flux and natural flooding protections, which is bad for our homes and livelihoods, too. 
Furthermore, without these wetland habitats, we miss out on some of the most biologically varied ecosystems in North America. Barrett said, Many people don't have an opportunity to see the incredible amphibian and reptile diversity we have in the Southeast. But these wetlands, along with others in the region, are an incredibly important home to these species. Visiting these wetlands can open your eyes and ears when the frogs are calling to some of the underappreciated gems of the eastern U.S. One rare species, just for example, that inhabits the Carolina Bays is 25 different types of carnivorous plants. The Carolinas are the only places where these insect-eating plants, like the sundew and pitcher plant, grow naturally. Today's episode is based on the article, What Caused the Mysterious Carolina Bays, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Allison Troutner. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.